Welcome to Journey Elgin of Elgin, Texas, where we are living life in Christ, impacting His kingdom. Our service times are Sundays at 9 a.m., followed by a second service at 10.45 a.m. Today's message is Wisdom of Proverb 31. Here's Pastor Philip Thomas. So we've already talked about it is Mother's Day. And Mother's Day is a, a wonderful day, a day that brings all kinds of different emotions. And, and one thing that, that we tend to do as, as people, as humans, is we actually bring a lot of the emotional stress on ourselves. right? Mother's Day is something that we created a long time ago and how it came about and, and all of a sudden, and, and it's a great idea, right? It's, it's wonderful. It's like, oh, we need to recognize all that our moms do and what our mothers do for us. And so it came from a really good place. And we're like, oh, that's something that we should do. We didn't think about the fact that in doing that, we're also going to invite all of those really tough emotions of people who have lost their moms or of people who didn't have great moms growing up, right? You know, or those people who have struggled to become a mom and maybe want to, right? And so all of a sudden we've created this day to celebrate and it actually starts bringing a whole lot of emotional stress on us at the same time. You know, and, and, and I think we, we do that with a lot of things. Sometimes we create emotional stress uh, on ourselves. And, and things that, yeah, and we even use scripture in that way many times. And so we're going to be talking about that a little bit. One of, the, one of the classic passages for Mother's Day, and many of you have probably heard this passage read and have read it yourself, but the classic passage is Proverbs 31. Is anyone familiar with Proverbs 31? All right. The, the little title of it is uh, the, the, uh, a noble woman, the, the, uh, the perfect wife, if you want to use layman's terms, right? That's kind of how we've portrayed it. Here's a list of how, what you need to do to be the perfect wife. Proverbs 31, that's the handbook, right? Okay, so I'm going to, and I, I, I talked about this in the, the early service, and uh, I'm still a little uncomfortable with kind of this transition, but we're gonna we're gonna do it. I don't know if it worked in the early service. Um, people did laugh, so that was good. So, but uh, but to talk about Proverbs thirty one because I think the way that we have used Proverbs thirty one has actually brought more stress on people, mm-hmm. right? And and so I, and I, and I think about it in terms of have you ever been. Uh, and of course you have, in line to check out at HEB, Walmart, wherever it may be, and you look over and you see all the magazines, right? There's all kinds of different magazines. One of the predominant things that you will see is you will see Cosmopolitan, you'll see People, you'll see Women's Health, things like that. Nearly all of them will have a very attractive female, right? Right? They're on the cover of the magazine. And many of them, you know, especially if you had gone a couple of months ago, it would have said uh, uh, six weeks abs just in time for summer. Or they'd say something like that, right? And what they're trying to convey 
is basically if you will buy this magazine, open it up, there's going to be a list of things that you can do where you can be the perfect person. Right? And you can look like this person on this magazine cover. Now, I don't care who the person is on that magazine cover. One thing that's really important for us to know is they're not real. Right? That even the ones who are legitimately a person, it's been airbrushed and things like that. And I, I have a really, <laughs> a really hard time with that. You know, like we do have laws that say that you can't false advertise. But we're perfectly okay saying, hey, do this to get these, these uh, abs. And they airbrush the abs on the person. It's like, no, that, that's not, that shouldn't be legal. You know, but I, I don't want the government to do that. They've got plenty of stuff they're screwing up now. You know, they can stay with that. But, it, but it's so interesting, right? We, these magazines project this perfect image of this is what you should be, strive to become. And we're going to tell you how to do it. And then you do it, and you're like, uh, no, that didn't work. Guess what? No one's coming to take a picture of me to put on a magazine, and I did all of that. Right? And I, and, and I think not only this applies both to men and women, um, but, but women especially uh, on those magazines, that it's trying to draw you in to say, here's what you need to try to look like, or here's what you need to try to be. And it's not just physical stuff. Right? It can be all kinds of things, but it's trying to draw you in and say, hey, here's what you need to do. And what, what happens to most of us is, is what we'll do is we look at things like that and we'll go one of two ways. One, we'll say, see it and say, oh, six weeks abs? Awesome. And we go and we do it. And we, we may even be disciplined enough to follow it really close. And then in six weeks, you're like, nothing changed. Right? And so you can go one or two ways with that. You can even dive deeper and get more obsessed. And, and you just become extremely unhealthy, right? We see this with, that's the cause of eating disorders, things like that. It's like, oh, no, this, if I just do more of it, if I just do a better job, may, man, I, maybe I missed step four. You know, I, I'm going to do it better and better and better. And we just strive to get it. And we realize uh, we're never going to get there that way. The other way is that we respond many times to this is we see it and we realize that person's fake. I can never look like that. So you know what? I'm not even going to try. I'm just no, I don't care. Right? So we don't even try to better ourselves at all. Neither one of those extremes is very healthy. Right? Now, bringing back the Cosmopolitan uh, magazine, and, uh, and we see this in, in all kinds of magazines, right? We see it in, even, in, uh, even in the sports world. There's this magazine called Sports Illustrated. It has a certain edition that, as a kid, I thought it was just showing me what the styles of the latest swimwear was going to be. It does not show you what the styles of the latest swimwear is going to be in the swimsuit edition of Sports Illustrated. It is completely showing you, here's what you should ascribe to be. Right? To look like. And it's all fake. Right? Because very few people actually can even come close to living up to that image. Right? But yet, that's what we portray. And so we strive to do it, and man, it can lead us to very unhealthy places. Proverbs 31, if we're not careful, can lead us to unhealthy places. 
Because in some ways, if, depending on how we actually approach Proverbs 31, it can kind of be like that cover of the magazine. And like this, here's the steps to becoming the perfect wife or the perfect mom. And so we open up and say, oh, here I'm going to go. I'm going to go step by step. And then you realize, you know what? No, I can't live up to that. <laughs> I can't become that perfect mom or that perfect wife that we see in Proverbs 31. So let's first look at Proverbs 31. What does it say? How does it speak to us today? So Proverbs 31, starting in verse 10. This is the wife of noble character is the, the title in my, my Bible. Which, by the way, that title was not in the original scripture. A wife of noble character, who can find? She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good and not harm all the days of his life. She selects wool and flax and works it with eager hands. She is like the merchant ships, bringing her food from afar. That's my latest uh, love letter. You are my merchant ship. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> she gets up while it's still at night. She provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. She considers a field and buys it out of her earnings. She plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her task. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes covering for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate, where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom, and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive, and beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done, and let her works bring praise at the city gate. All right. Powerful passage. And as you read that, and if you start trying to apply that to your life, saying, you know, what, what is my spindle and all that stuff, one, one thing that you realize really quickly is like, you know, I don't even know what some of this stuff is talking about. Right? What is a spindle? You know, that's what nearly killed Sleeping Beauty. Right? You know, we don't, we don't know these, these things. And, and, uh, and so, we, but we try and we'll dig in. And I've heard this passage uh, preached in different ways. And we try to dig in, well, what, what does that apply to today? And things like that. We try to make Proverbs 31 a checklist of what it means to be the perfect woman. I think that's a very dangerous way to approach Proverbs 31. Because I think it's speaking to much more than that. And, say, and, and as, as men, we like it because then we can just say, hey, this is what you're supposed to be, right? You take care of your uh, end. I'm just going to go sit at the city gates and be respected, right? So, <laughs> and so you, you do all this other stuff. I've, I've heard this sermon preached to basically make the point of why a woman should stay at home and work only at home. Right? 
there's, there's all kinds of ways that we can look at this that, if we're not careful, can actually add emotional stress to us. Because if we look at this as a checklist, you're going to read this and you're going to realize, you know what, I don't live up to all of these. Guess what? None of you do. None of us live up to all that's mentioned here in Proverbs 31. So what, what's happening? What, what's going on here in Proverbs 31? The first thing I think is important for us to remember is, is this is not a real person that Solomon is talking about. Right? He's not sitting there picturing one individual and saying, oh, this is, this is what she did. See, the Proverbs is about wisdom. The whole book is about wisdom from beginning to end. And wisdom is given a feminine quality throughout the book. Right? So this is the very last part. So what are you doing? You're summing up the, the book of Proverbs here. And so this is kind of a summary of wisdom, of what wisdom is all about. Right? And you even, if you look back early on in Proverbs, there's times that uh, he's saying, now, young men, do not be deceived. Do not follow the temptress. Um, and, and so there's this, tran- there's this uh, um, transition, right, from... from Things that are not wise, and he uses terms like the temptress, seductress, uh, prostitute, things like that, following after that. And now he contrasts that to here's the wife of noble character, which is the positive image of what wisdom is all about. Right? So that's, that's kind of what's happening. Now, does that mean that there aren't true characteristics that we can pull out from this? Yes, of course there are. But, but if we start thinking, hey, this is, the, this is the cookie cutter of what it means to be the perfect woman, man, you're going you're gonna to drive yourself insane. It's kind of like trying to get those six weeks abs. I'm sorry. That's not right. And you are never going to get there. And you're never going to look like that person because you can't be photoshopped in real life. Right? And it really hurts if you go to the doctor to have it done. Because they don't use an airbrush. Right? And even that doesn't work for long. So we need to understand this is not a real physical person. But that doesn't mean it's any less true. Doesn't mean it's any less impactful on our lives. But if we look at this as a real person, we're going to bring unneeded stress on ourselves. Because what happens, and this this happens for men and women alike, but... I do think probably generally women may struggle with this more than men, is there's a strong comparison. Women are being uh, encouraged to uh, be compared to other women, other things all the time. And that is not, not healthy, right? And so if you're reading this, Proverbs 31 is a checklist. The first thing that you're usually going to do is you're going to think about how you fail to live up to this. Right? So you're going you're to start reading, and it's going to talk about how, uh, how you, you gain confidence, that your husband has confidence in you. And you're immediately going to remember that one time where you did something that let your husband down. Right? Or maybe he just expressed that he doesn't love you or doesn't have confidence in you, whether it was justified or not. And so immediately you go, oh, I guess I'm not a Proverbs 31 woman. Right? If you're reading this like a checklist, you read in there and it talks about that no matter how cold it gets, 
that the ch- children are uh, clothed in scarlet, right? which that was the, a very fine linen of the day. And many times you can think back, you know, there's a lot of times my kids didn't, they had clothes, but they, it wasn't scarlet, you know, wasn't even velvet. <laughs> you know, and, and you realize, so I didn't, I didn't provide. I thought, of, I thought a godly woman is supposed to provide those things, right? Then I, then I, I love the one that talks about that her, her children arise and call her blessed, Right? Yeah, except this morning when you woke them up. You know, have any children, have they gotten up in the morning whenever you get them up to go to school? Say, oh, mommy, you're so wonderful. No, they're like, leave me alone. Right? You know, you're, and, and I think it's so funny because we can, we can really break that down and we start thinking of all the times we've messed up with our children. Or maybe there's those times that we don't have a great relationship with our, our child. And you know what? It's probably, you could have done some things different, but it could be that your child may be a jerk, right? I don't, and, and so maybe they don't call you blessed. I don't know. Does that mean you're out of the club? You can no longer be a Proverbs 31 because every morning that your child doesn't wake up and say, oh, bless you, mom. No, of course not. And that's why it makes no sense to read Proverbs 31 as a checklist of what the perfect woman is supposed to be. The passage talks about wisdom. And so it's actually speaking to us all, not just women, but men as well. We should all strive to be a Proverbs 31 woman. In this day and age, that's really appropriate to say, right? I mean, I can say whatever. But we should all subscribe to live up to the wisdom that is, that is here in Proverbs 31, right? I mean, we see lots of things in this, and, and we see that, uh, that you are bringing value to your relationships, right? We see that uh, the wife brings good to her husband and to her children and to others, right? The, the wife works hard, is not idle, but is working to bring about good, working to bring about wisdom into situations. We see that there is this idea of bringing respect not only to your children, but to your husband and to all of those that you are involved with. All of these are basic ideas of what it means to live a godly lifestyle and to live a a lifestyle full of godly wisdom. So there's a lot that we can get out of this and that we need to be striving for. But man, we need to be real careful if whenever we start looking at this going line by line, check mark, check mark. I think one of the most powerful parts of this is there at the very end. Verse 30 says, Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting. All right? So what charm and beauty, both of those are exterior qualities, aren't they? Charm. Is kind of the way that you, the, the persona that you put out there. Um, it's your, your personality in a way, the, the exterior part of your personality, how you want others to see you, right? The, and, uh, and that is fleeting. Beauty, we all know, is fleeting. We don't like to talk about that, right? We live in a very superficial world, 
And so we don't want to, to realize that those people that are on the magazines are the 2% of the population, maybe, right? And then they're even getting help with airbrushing, right? So, but we don't like to talk about that. We want to think that everyone should be this, you know, superficial picture of beauty. But even that is fleeting, right? Because that's on the, what's on the outside. What does Proverbs 31 say? It says, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. So where is the woman's focus? The woman's focus is not on the ex, uh, external things. It's on her relationship with her creator. That's where she gets her worth. That's where she gets her importance. That's where she seeks wisdom. That is what's driving her to live the life that was just talked about through the rest of Proverbs 31. Right? It flows from this relationship with God, that that's where the identity is found. The identity is not found in what you put on the outside or what you're looking at on the outside. The, your identity is found from what is on your inside and on your relationship with God. And too many times, we are looking at the covers of magazines to kind of measure how we're doing. And we need to be looking at God. You know, I think about all the women in the Bible. And if Proverbs 31 was a checklist, that in order to be a God or a wife of noble character, if you had to follow all the things of Proverbs 31, man, there, there would be no women mentioned in the Bible. <laughs> right? Because none of them fit it perfectly. You know, I started thinking about Sarah back in the Old Testament. And uh, God uh, calls Abraham and Sarah to be the start of his people. Right? And Sarah, whenever she's told that she's going to have a, a child in advanced years, she just laughs. Is that a woman of noble character who has a strong faith? No, it's just a normal person who realizes, I'm way too old for this. But yet God still used her. And she was still used by God, and she still loved God. And she allowed God to use her. Right? I think of Deborah, who was a judge. Deborah was not a peaceful, meek, and timid woman. You know, she wasn't, her hands were not using the spindle. They were wrapped around a sword. God used her, though, and she loved God. You know, I think of Rahab in the Old Testament who was a prostitute, but who listened to God's call in her life and who saved the people, uh, the, the, the people from Israel that came in to the city of Jericho. You know, I think of Mary Magdalene, who was uh, filled with evil spirit. I think prostitution going on, a lot of things going on with Mary Magdalene. Nowhere near being a Proverbs 31 woman. And yet whenever she met Jesus and she focused on him, she became one of his greatest followers. I think of the woman at the well who was just an outcast. But when she met Jesus and started focusing on him, her life was changed. I think of Priscilla. One of the few times in ancient literature anywhere that you'll see a couple named and the wife is named first, Priscilla and Aquila. Priscilla 
went out, shared the gospel, preached the gospel. I promise you she wasn't a perfect Proverbs 31 woman, but yet God used her in mighty and powerful ways. I want to encourage you not to look at the magazine covers to determine your worth, to determine who you are. Don't look at Proverbs 31 as this prescription on how to become the perfect woman. No. Look at Proverbs 31 and see how it points you to God and how it changes you on the inside and then the outside follows and that you start to live your life in wisdom and start to live your life filled with the presence of God and it just spills out into all that you are and all that you do. We all need to reevaluate how we look at Proverbs 31. We all need to strive to live the life of the Proverbs 31 woman that begins and ends with that focus of God, that focus on Him, that we make sure that that is where we look to find our identity, to find our meaning, to find our purpose. And then out of that will flow a wise life that will share the love of God with the world around us. Let's pray together. Dear God, we thank you so much for loving us. I thank you for your scripture that just points us to you. And Lord, I pray that we will not get caught up with the external things, but that we will turn our focus to you and you alone. And that we will find our meaning and our purpose and our life in you. Lord, you are such a wonderful God who loves us in spite of all of our faults and who uses us when we allow you to. Lord, thank you for loving us, and we certainly love you. In Jesus' name we ask him. Amen. Thank you for listening to Journey Elgin. Come check us out. We are located at 1221 North Avenue C, Elgin, Texas, 78621. You can contact us at www.journeyelgin.org or call us at 512-661-8411. That's 512-661-8411. We hope to see you soon, and may God bless you.